Welcome back. Week two. I am so excited to be with you guys this week. Today's episode is going to be all about assistant pay. How do you pay an assistant? Maybe you've worked with an assistant for quite some time and you've got this figured out. Or maybe you are brand new and are terrified on how to pay an assistant. I'm going to be here today to guide you on what has worked for us the past 10 years that I've run payroll inside of my salon. So I want to start off by talking about a little controversial topic. W-2 employees or 1099. Ooh, I stinking love this topic. And a lot of people have some really strong opinions about this topic, as do I. So I want to give you guys a little bit of context and explain the difference between a W-2 employee and a 1099. All right, so hear me out. A 1099 is contract labor and a W-2 is an employee. An employee is provided the necessary tools to complete a job by the employer. And yes, that's you. You are the employer and generally has set hours. A contractor is hired on by a job by job basis and generally provides their own equipment or tools. Okay. Are you guys seeing the difference? A lot of people 1099 their assistants. I see it. I've seen it. I've heard from students saying, I, you know, my accountant has said maybe I should 1099 or my friend that owns a salon, she has an assistant that's worked with her and she just Venmo's her or cash apps her. Um, and I, I've seen a bunch of different things and I'm, I'm here to tell you, <laughs> I'm, I'm just going to give it to you guys straight. If you pay your people, your people being your employees, um, who you're hiring, your teammates, team members inside your space, if you're paying them under the table, it's wrong. If you're Venmoing and cash upping your assistants, I'm going to highly, highly, highly encourage you to stop right now. It's extremely unprofessional, but more importantly, it's illegal. If you want to be respected like a true employer, act like one. This is going to require you to fill out your assistants to fill out a W-4 form. And in return, they're going to be a W-2 employee inside your business. All right. A true employer requires their assistants to fill out the W-4 form and is to be put on your payroll. So does that mean that taxes are taken out? Yes, absolutely. Does that mean that you, the employer, is going to pay half of their taxes? Yep, sure does. This is the responsibility and duty of an employer, which is you. It's an honor and you've taken on that role when you take an assistant under your wings you're becoming a servant leader and that's part of your duty and part of your responsibility. You take care of your employees. You take care of your people, period. If you're not willing to do this, please do not take on an assistant. That is where I stand with this topic. Do not 1099 your assistants. If you're going to bring them on, please do it right. Please hire an accountant. Please do it legally. Get some advice. Talk to some accountants. 
Um, interview some accountants. We'll get into that in just a minute, but do your research. You should not be Venmoing an assistant. You should not be giving them cash under the table. You should not be cash shopping them. They should have a consistent paycheck coming in just like any other job and career. All right. So number one takeaway for today, what do you need to do? I want to bring on an assistant. Where do I start? You need to hire an accountant. Write this down. Number one, hire an accountant. Now you could end up going through Gusto. You could go through Square. There are online services out there that can do this for you now. It's actually pretty cool. And I am going to recommend you to get some referrals. So the first thing you could do is put a feeler out there. Talk to um, some of your other business owner friends. Maybe put it out there on Facebook looking for recommendations. Who's your accountant? Who do you guys use? Ask your mom and dad. Ask your aunt and uncle. And then once you gather some places and some people, I want you to schedule two to three calls. And you're going to ask them. What does it cost to work with you? Is this, you know, what am I going to pay monthly? What is included? Do you do um, bookkeeping? Do you offer P&Ls? Do you, um, how do I access my pay stubs? What about taxes? Like we have a plethora of questions basically when you're interviewing a CPA or an accountant inside our course, but you need to ask them these questions. It's important that you interview this person. They're going to be looking at everything inside your bank accounts. They're going to have access to all your bank accounts. They are going to see everything. You're going to be talking to this person on a weekly basis, and you're going to be very close to this person. So it's imperative that you like this person and that you do your research to make sure that this person is a good fit for you and your business. Look into Gusto, look into Square, but do not try to do this yourself. You can get behind on filing taxes and paying taxes and I do not want that for you. I don't want that for you because I have made the mistake of trying to do it myself and we got behind. And this was in the year 2014, 2015. So a couple years after we opened our business and I thought, you know what, I'm going to start doing our own payroll and filing our own taxes on QuickBooks. And what do you guys think happened? I got behind. I didn't know what I was doing. I was so busy working behind the chair and growing my company. There are certain things that you leave to the professionals, and this is one of them. Do not try to do your own taxes, please. Would you want your accountant to do hair? No. So why are you as a hair professional, salon owner, beauty entrepreneur going to try to do taxes? It doesn't make sense. And you can end up screwing yourself in the end and owing a lot of penalties and fees if it's not done properly. So number one, hire an accountant. All right. Number two, figure out what you're going to pay your assistant. So if you are brand new to this, where, where do I start? What do I pay? Okay. My friend pays them $15 an hour. So I'm going to pay them $15 an hour. No, no, no. I would not do that. I think you need to do your homework. All right. First thing I want you to do under this, figure out your minimum wage. You need to know legally what you need to pay your assistant. That's first like minimum, bare minimum. And that's going to be going off of your minimum wage inside your county, your city, your state, your jurisdiction. You need to do your homework. Go to Google. It's not that hard. You should be able to Google in your county what your minimum wage is. And that is the minimum. You cannot pay any less. It's illegal. Do not try to pay less than minimum wage. And I highly, highly, highly do not recommend that. <laughs> Um, so figure that out. You're going to do your homework and how many hours is your assistant going to be working with you? They should have a set schedule. Are they going to be with you Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday. Maybe they're going to be with you Tuesdays, Thursdays, Saturdays, whatever it is. 
figure out hours behind the chair and weekly. Okay. My assistant's going to be with me roughly 30 hours a week, 30 hours a week times what you're paying them. That's going to give you a number. This is what you're going to be paying them on a week to week basis. I do recommend you paying your assistants biweekly. So times that by two, and that's going to spit off a number. That's how much you're going to need to hold to pay for your assistant. It's all math guys. You do need to do the homework though. And I can't tell you to go through and pay your assistant $10 an hour. That might be way less than your minimum wage. And I can't go through and say, Hey, pay your assistant 15 an hour. I cannot tell you what to pay your assistant. We all live in different parts of the world. You are going to have to do the homework. But what I do recommend is paying the minimum wage or slightly higher. That is my recommendation. Minimum wage or slightly higher. And we're going to get into why in just a minute. So your assistant is going to be paid four different ways. One, hourly base pay. Minimum wage, whatever you're choosing to pay them hourly. Number two, commission. Number three, tips. And number four, a retail commission. So I'm going to say all that one more time. If you need to jot it down, jot it down. Hourly commission, tips, and a retail commission. So your assistant is actually getting paid in four different areas, which is huge. So when this comes down to thinking, how could anyone survive on minimum wage? They are making more than minimum wage. That's just their hourly base pay. I do recommend giving them a commission and I do recommend them keeping all their tips and I do recommend compensating them on the retail sold. All right. Retail sold. I love putting that into an education fund. So instead of just saying like, okay, here's 10% or 15% or whatever it is and just paying them that on their paycheck. I love the idea of putting it aside and creating an education bank for your assistant. How cool is that? At the end of the year, they could have a couple hundred dollars inside this bank account that is saved to buy a massive ticket to go somewhere. Maybe they want to go to the Redken Symposium, or maybe they want to go take a cutting class with Sambia or a balayage class um, or an extension method and get certified. Whatever it is, this is huge that you're valuing their education and investing in them. And by doing this, you can help them by saving the retail commissions and putting it aside. I really, really love this idea. Do anything 10 to 20%. I do not recommend saving or paying over a 20% commission on retail sales. So I would keep it anywhere in the 10 to 20% range. You also can do an RTS. This is retail to service. And once again, I don't recommend going over 20% on this. Tips, your assistant should be keeping 100% of their tips. I do not recommend holding tips from them. If they've earned it and their guest is giving them $100, they should be keeping that $100. They're doing the work on the guest. Let them keep 100% of their tips on their guest. I'm not talking about when they're assisting with you on your clients and your guests. I'm talking about on their days. We call them protege shifts where they're taking their own friends, family, clients in. They should be keeping 100% of their tips on these days. And then the hourly and commission. Let's go back, backtrack for a second and get down to the basis. We're going to keep this super simple. One of two ways that you could do this. You could do a straight hourly rate. So no matter whenever they're in the salon, whether they're working with you assisting or on their own, taking their own guest, pay them their straight hourly wage. That's one way you can do it. The other way is you could do hourly plus commission. 
And this is actually my favorite of the two. All right. And I'll tell you why. I love for them to be hourly when they're with you. They're learning. You guys, the entire point of our assistant program, look at this as a paid internship. They're getting paid to learn. Anywhere else in the country and any other industries, most of the time, you're paying them. Like as, as a new hire and as a student coming through, you are paying for that education. Ours is back, it's different in this industry. We're paying them to come and assist. So look at it as a paid internship. So the second way, hourly, when they're with you assisting, commission when they're on the floor taking their own guest. The reason why I like this option better is because it's not capping them on a limit of how much they can make. The sky's the limit with commission. They can make as much money as they'd like to make. They can get as many guests in. It also gives them the opportunity to add on services. Maybe they want to add on a deep conditioning treatment. Maybe they want to add on an eyebrow wax. Maybe they want to add on a K18 or an Olaplex or whatever it may be. Giving them the opportunity to earn a commission, they might push a little harder because the sky's the limit. So you can pay them one of two ways, straight hourly rate or hourly plus commission. Now let's talk about tipping. Are you gonna tip your assistant? Are you not gonna tip your assistant? They did great today, I'm gonna hand them a $20 bill. Oh, I didn't get my many tips today, I'm not gonna tip him today. Whatever you decide to do, whether you end up tipping your assistants or not, be consistent. It is so unfair to give your assistant a $40 tip one day and then to not tip them the next day. It's inconsistent and it leads to confusion. It is not fair to the assistant. I love performance-based tipping. And when I say performance-based, tip out is going to depend on how you did that day. How was their performance? Did you sell retail? Did you hit your retail goal? Did you hit your service goal? Did you not hit either goal? Inside LG Education, we are huge believers on performance-based tipping. Tip out based on your goals. You have three different goals. One being you didn't hit either. You're still gonna tip X amount. You hit one of the two goals. Maybe you hit the retail, maybe you hit the service goal. You're gonna tip out X amount and then you hit both goals. You hit your service, you hit your retail goal, and you knocked it out of the park that day. They are going to get a tip out of X amount. So there's three different tip out options. If you hit no goal, that's one. If you hit one goal, that's the second one. And if you hit both goals. So really, they're still getting an additional pay per hour, even by not hitting any goal. I think that this is the best way if you choose to tip out your assistant. If you don't tip your assistant, I think that's perfectly fine. I also think that it's a great idea to do a percentage of your tips going to your assistant because you guys do work together as a team. So let's say at the end of every day or at the end of every week, you pay out a 15% of your tips to your assistant and it automatically goes on their paycheck. This is a great way to do this as well. So you could do performance-based tipping and you would do that for the two week. If you pay bi-weekly, you would add this up for two weeks and it's going to go on their paycheck or do a straight percentage because you guys are working together as a team. If they're with you on every single service behind the chair, you could pay them out a 10%, a 15%, 
whatever it may be, pay that out to the assistant, that's consistent tipping right there. Both of these are very successful. There is no right or wrong. Depends on what works best for you and your company. The one thing I want you to avoid is inconsistent tipping. When you're like, oh my gosh, they just gave me a $100 bill. Here, let's split it. You get $50 and I'll take the other 50. And then you don't tip them out for another three weeks. And then a day goes, goes on and you're like, wow, you did great today. Here's a $20 bill. Like that to me is extremely unprofessional and unfair to the assistant. So whatever you do, please be consistent with your tipping. I'm also gonna say this one time, put your assistant's tips on their paycheck. Do not mess around with trying to pay them cash, write them a check, pay them under the table, give them cash. Hey, I'm just gonna cash up you your tips. Tips, tip money is income. And I do not believe in hiding money. Pay them the right way, put their tips on their paycheck. All right, so let's get into commission. This could be a little bit of a heated topic also. Oh, you pay a 50% commission? Well, I'm gonna go down the street. This salon pays a 55% commission. I would never go work for that salon. They only pay a 32% commission. You guys, you wanna know something? 0% of $0 is zero. It's just a commission rate. That is insignificant to the amount of amenities and education that you receive inside an amazing assistant program. So many people get caught up in commission rates. They're looking at the wrong thing. What are the prices inside the salon? You could still make a beautiful living at a 30% commission if your price point is higher. So don't get so caught up in commission rates. I'm gonna give you a rule of thumb of knowing what I've known and seeing what I've seen inside business the last 13 years. Maybe you start out at a 30% commission. Maybe you start out at a 40% commission. Once again, I'm not here to tell you what commission rate you need to start out at. That's not my job. Do your homework. You need to figure out what your expenses are and what it costs to operate. What if you pay out a 30%, what's that going to leave at at each service that you offer inside your salon? Write down all the services. If I pay out a 30% commission, this is how much of each service is going to be going towards said assistant or employee. Do the math. It's going to, your head's probably going to hurt a little bit at the end of this, but I cannot tell you because your expenses are going to be different from my expenses. But what I can tell you is it would be suicide to go over a 50% commission. I do not recommend that. We did it for many years. I highly, highly, highly do not recommend going into a 55 or paying out a 60% commission. What is a business without profiting? If paying all your commissions out is eating into your profit, what's the point? You don't want to leave an every day and every month feeling defeated because there's no profit left over inside the business. Make sense for your business. Do the homework and figure out what you need to pay as a commission. If you do a parts plus labor pricing model, which we do inside Salon Lace, if you don't have Salon Scale, please go get it right now. I love Salon Scale. <laughs> Measure all your color. Every bit of it, every gram, every ounce, it's going to tell you down to the penny what you're using. It is amazing. We've been using it for three years now. If you are doing an hourly base model plus parts, meaning your color, your developer, your gloves, like everything that's included inside that service, 
I don't recommend paying out a commission on the parts. So if you do parts plus labor, you would only be paying out a commission on the hourly rate. Do not give a commission on the parts. Reason being, that money goes back into the salon. That goes to fund new color lines. That goes to fund developers. That goes to fund processing caps. All of that is being poured back into your business. It's going to be really hard if you decide to end up giving a commission on um, your parts and on your color. That profit should go towards the salon. If you've never heard of Salon Scale, you should go right now, get on Instagram, get on Facebook, search for Salon Scale, go check them out. They are absolutely amazing. They're great to work with. Their customer service is fantastic. You can sign up for a solo individual bundle, um, just if you're a solo artist by yourself, or maybe you have a team. Highly recommend getting organized inside of your inventory with your color and measuring everything down to the gram. Done are the days where you just throw developer in your bowl and mix it and then charge based off feeling. Those days have been done long time ago. Smart business weighs and measures and tracks everything. So to recap, you're going to pay your assistant one of two ways, straight hourly rate or hourly plus commission. And remember, what's the four ways that your assistant is going to make income inside of your building? Hourly, commission, tips, retail. This could look a little different. If you decide not to do a commission, it's just going to be three ways. They're going to make hourly, their tips, and a retail commission. And that retail commission can go into an education fund. Homework, hire an accountant. First thing you're going to do is get referrals and you're going to schedule two to three calls with these referrals and with different accounting firms, even if it's jumping on chat support with Gusto or Square, figure out what they offer and what it's gonna cost you. Next thing, homework number two, figure out what you're gonna pay your assistant. Figure out how many hours they are going to work with you and figure out what you will pay them based on your minimum wage in your area. So those are your two bits of homework. If you are new and you've never hired on an assistant and you're just getting started, that is your starting point. So excited to be with you guys this week. I hope that you took some massive takeaways on today's episode, all about pay for your assistant. And I'm super blessed to be here. I'm excited to be with you guys every single week. I'm excited to give you little golden nuggets, little bits of information to catapult you in success inside of growing your team and growing assistants in your salon company. I'm your host, Lacey Jibo. I'll see you guys next week.